12 says this, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them, what time the star appeared, and he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go, search carefully for the young child, and when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star, which they had seen in the east, went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced, with exceedingly great joy. Everybody say great joy. And when they came into the house, well really into the stable, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, them being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. You know, these wise men were astrologers. They were people that understood the stars. And so when they saw the star over Bethlehem, they got very, very excited because this was a star like no other star. They hadn't seen a star like this before. And, and so they're following the star with an expectation that this incredible star that they never had seen before was going to lead them to an incredible place. I don't know about you, but I think every single one of us follows stars from time to time or things that we start to see in our world that we are hoping are going to lead us to an incredible place. And these three wise men are, are following the star, understanding that they're actually going to, at the end of it, find Jesus, the King of the Jews. That's what they have been told. And as they're following the star, I can only imagine the excitement that's grown on the inside of them. It's like, what is it going to look like? Um, I've never been invited to a palace or anything like that, but if I ever got, um, I, I've got friends of mine who have been invited to like morning tea at government house and, you know, to meet the governor and they all go out and get new outfits and make sure that they're all looking fantastic and, and, and you have to hold your cup of tea a particular way of your pinky stand. I don't know how it all works in that kind of scenario with, with that level of royalty, but I'm sure the wise men were expecting that when they got to the end of the star and they found the king of the Jews, they were going to find something phenomenal. Instead, what they found was a stable. I don't know about you, but I would have thought if I was a wise man, if this star was so amazing and it was something that I'd never seen before, I would like to think that when I get to the end of it, I'm going to find a spectacular palace like nothing else that I've seen before. But when they got to the end of what they were following, all they found was a stable. And I believe this speaks to us today in the same way in our worlds where sometimes we have followed a star. We have 
followed something that looks like it's going to be amazing. It looks like it's going to be spectacular when we get to the end of it, but instead what we do is we find a stable. What, what do we do when we're anticipating a palace, but instead we find a stable? What do, we, what do we do when we go into the boss's office anticipating a promotion when really we get a demotion? What, what happens in our world when we think that this girl is our world and then she breaks up with us and our world falls apart? What, what happens when we're following a star, but instead of getting to a palace, we end up in a stable. We end up with something we're not expecting, a place where we never envisaged ourselves getting to. We thought we were getting somewhere spectacular, but we just ended up in a stable. Can you imagine the disappointment that these wise men possibly had when they came to what was a stinky, rodent-infested, horrible smelly, stable. I don't know about you, but I think there's been plenty of times in my life where I have had an excitement in my heart about what I felt like God was leading me to. And when I got to where I was going to, it was smelly and rodent infested. And I'm not talking about any of your houses, just in case you're confused. But you know what I mean. You get to that place and you're just like, this is not this is, this is not right. This is, this, this is not what it should be. I, I was pursuing this thing because, you know, he, he, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I have great plans for you for your future. Uh, this, is, this stable is not my, my future. This stable is not where I intended up getting to. Maybe you started a business of your dream. You finally got enough money to give it to get your business off the ground and you're excited only to find that it failed. You were following a star, but one day you woke up and you found that you were in a stable. What happens when we think we're following a star, but we end up in a destination of a stable like we never expected before? I believe that we can learn three things from the wise men of how we can get through our stable moments in our lives. Every single one of us have stable moments in our lives, stable situations where things just don't pan out quite as we were hoping to. And we can sometimes sit back and wonder what God is doing, but I believe that these three wise men show us something and then finding a stale through their actions that teach us what we can do when we're following a star and we end up in a destination called a stable when we were hoping for it to be a palace. Is that all right with you this morning? All right, the first thing that we see is when wise men find a stable, they look for God. When wise men find a stable, they look for God. I don't know about you, and I but I know about me, that sometimes when I end up in a stable of life, the first thing I'm not doing is looking for God in the stable. I'm looking for a way out of the stable. Is anybody with me? I'm looking for a way to get away from the stable. I'm standing there wondering what has happened. What's going on here? Why did I end up here? This is not the destination that I was heading for. This is not the marriage that I intended it to be. This is not how I wanted my kids to be when they got older. This is not the job that I dreamed that I, how, what am I doing here? But wise men, when they end up in a stable, they always look for God. They don't panic about the problem. They don't panic about the situation. 
but they hold steady and they know that in the stable of life, God is always somewhere in the stable. God is always somewhere. There is something that I can learn in my stables of life. If I hold steady to God in the stables of life, because God is always in the stable. See, the difference between a weak Christian and a strong Christian is this. Weak Christians only see God in the good. So weak Christians operate like this. If it's going good, it must be God. If everything's going great and everything's panning out, it must be God. But if everything's turning to custard, then it can't be God. It can't be God. Something's going wrong along the way. He's, he, he's done something. He's messed up. He got his plans wrong. You know, I shouldn't be in the stable. When good things come along, immature Christians say, well, this, this must be from God since everything good comes from him. But when something bad goes wrong, it's like, this can't be of God. But a mature Christian, a Christian that is strong in their faith, see God in both the good and the bad. They're able to see God in the stable of life. A mature believer sees God not only in the pleasures and the palaces, but also in the barnyards and the stables of life. You see, the greatest things you ever learn about God and about you is always in the stables and the barnyards, not in the pleasures and the palaces. In fact, the Bible says this, that, that pleasures are only for a season. You're always going to have mountaintops and valleys, but it's in the valleys that you learn the most. It's in the valleys that you experience the most. And what wise men understand is when I find myself in a destination that is a stable of life, when I thought it was a palace, wise men understand that God is in the stables of life as much as he's in the pleasures and the palaces. You may be in a stable period of your life. You may have been following a star and you've ended up somewhere where you never thought you would end up and you kind of got here and you're like, is this it? Yeah, friend, this is it. And the good thing is, is if you were to remember that the wise men, when they turned up to the stable, didn't walk away, but they looked for God in the stable. I'm telling you this morning, if you're going through a stable period in your life, if you look for him, you will find him in the stable. You will find him in the place that you never thought he would be. And you'll learn something about him that you could never learn any other way. The first thing is, is that wise men see God in a stable. The second thing is, is when wise men find a stable, they offer their very best to God. When wise men find a stable, they offer their very best to God. You see, when the wise men came to the stable and they found Jesus, they actually gave their best. They gave their absolute best. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They gave their best. What you and I tend to do, and I'm putting myself in the same picture, when we end up in a stable, in a place that we didn't think we would be, we actually don't give our best. We tend to hold back because we're disappointed. This is not where I intended to be. This is not what I wanted for my life. And so we tend to hold back instead of giving our best. It's not our natural inclination to give our best in a disappointing situation. It's actually a difficult thing for us to do. Our temptation is instead of giving the gold and the frankincense and myrrh of our lives, is to actually hold back. When we find a stable instead of a palace, we often are tempted to refuse to give anything 
much less our very best, because we're like, this is not where I intended to be. So we hold back. This is not the marriage I intended to have, so I hold back my love. This is not the job that I intended to have, so I hold back my best. This is not what I really believe I was going to end up, and so I hold back. But wise men understand this, that when they get into a stable of life, they give their very best. You see, it's actually in the stable of life that you want to give your best. Because when we give our best in the stable of life, it means that we're sacrificing to make that happen, and God always honors sacrifice. It's so easy to give our best when everything's going well. It's so easy to love our wives and our husband when everything's merry. The honeymoon is the easiest time in the world to love your wife. It's not so easy to love your children when they're waking up every two hours during the night and causing you heartache and pain, is it? But our kids, just because they're waking up every two hours during the night, we still need to give them our best. It's very quiet here this morning. We need to actually give our very best when we're in the stable of life and not be tempted to offer anything less. When the wise men came to the stable, they didn't hold anything back. They did absolutely everything they intended to do for Jesus in that stable. They gave their absolute best in spite of it being a stable instead of a palace. There are three words that if you get hold of them this morning will help you transform your life when it comes to stable moments. And it's these three words, and then some. Everybody say, and then some. Say it again, and then some. Let's say it with some enthusiasm this morning, and then some. Hey, there we go, that's brilliant. See, great men and women give their very best and then some. Great men and women of God give their very best and then some. In fact, Jesus taught the Jews this. It was the law that if a soldier came past you, a Roman soldier, and he gave you his bag, you had to carry it a mile. And Jesus said, no, 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 don't carry it one mile, carry it two miles. If he asks you for your jacket, give him the shirt off your back. Jesus is saying great men and women of God, when they're going through stable experiences in their lives, give their very best and then some. They forgive and then some. They love and then some. They're always going the extra mile. People that understand that God deserves our very best and our stables of life understand that we give our very best and then some. Our very best, and then some. Always taking the extra mile. Always doing the extra step. Always doing the extras. Because God sees that, and God honors that. Those who make a difference are those who take the extra step. Walking the second mile. Give their very best to a situation, even when it doesn't look promising. My dad used to say this to me when I was younger. Because I don't know about you, but I, I can be a little bit impatient at times. Is anybody here a little bit impatient? Can you please make, not make me feel like I'm the only one? Thank you. Whew. I was feeling very insecure there for a moment. 
But it happens quite often. Every time I get into a building, you know, you push the elevator button, and it's like it's, it's been a second and it's not here yet, so you, you push it again. Yes, is anybody like that here? Who, who here push, goes up to it, and you don't just do it once, you're like, who does that? Be honest this morning. All right, we're in the same boat. We're like, we're friends. That would be me, man. I'm standing there going, and my dad would always say this to me, you can go up now if you take the stairs. You can go up now if you take the stairs. Dad, shut up. I'm waiting for the stinking elevator to get here. You know, you can go up now if you take the stairs. I'm here to say to you this morning, you can go up now in your walk with God if you take the stairs. You see, the people that don't give their best, they're the people going on the elevator, waiting for it to come to them because they want the easy way. They don't want to put the extra effort in. But you can go up now. You don't have to wait for the elevator to come to your floor. You can go up now in your walk with God if you take the stairs. If you put in the extra yard, if you put in the extra effort, if you put in the extra bit of love, if you put in the extra bit of grace, if you put in the extra bit of mercy, if you put in the extra bit of forgiveness, if you put in the extra bit of effort, you can go. Go up now if you take the stairs. You see, the wise men understood just because it's in a stable and it's not what I expected. Jesus is still in it. And if I give my very best, I can still have the same encounter. I can still have the same transformation that takes place because wise men and women give the extra effort because they know that in the extra effort, the glory always goes to God. The first thing is, wise men always find Jesus, always find God in the stable. Wise men always give their very best in a stable. And the third thing is this, we finish on this this morning, wise men, when wise men find a stable, they change their direction. When wise men find a stable, they change their direction. Have you ever had a stable moment in your life that changed the direction of your life? A situation where you ended up that you never expected to be, but now when you look back with hindsight, you're so glad it happened because it changed your life. It wasn't so much fun when you're in the middle of it, yes? See, I believe that the reason why Trinity and I have the marriage that we have today is because of a moment that happened when she was really, really sick where she told me to leave and I wanted to leave, but I didn't leave because I was too scared of what my dad would say to me if I left. But that moment, that tough, stable life moment, as we work through that, it's enabled us to have what we have today, it changed our marriage. Was it nice when we're in the middle of it? No. But what we did learn to do was find God in the stable and then give our very best to each other even when we didn't feel like it in the stable so that stable moment could change our lives and change our marriage so that we could have the phenomenal marriage that we have today. You see, when you have come upon the stables of life, have you ever sensed that God wanted you to change direction? Have you ever gone through something where you know, I mean, this happens to me all the time, I know God wants me to make a change, I just don't want to make it. 
I know he wants me to have a stable moment, but there's a sofa towel across the road. There's Hilton just down a little bit further, just a couple of blocks away. I'd rather stay there and order room service. I know when God's trying to change something in me because I'm having a stable moment in my life. And as I think about Christmas and think about what God did, I just want you to hear this just for a moment, that the God of this universe with no limitations, all-powerful, no limitations God, he allowed himself to be born of a virgin, Mary. And then he looked through human eyes and grew up like you and me so that he would understand us and know how to relate to us. If Christmas is anything, if the Christmas story is anything, it's a story of God changing the direction of his life so that he could change the direction of your life. If it's about anything, it's about him having a stable moment that changed the direction of his life so that he could help you change the direction of your life. And I just believe this morning that God's in this place in such a way to say, hey man, I've been in those stable moments. I was born into a stable moment. I was born into a scenario where where." As Amanda shared so brilliantly on the Sunday, they're welcoming him in and hailing him as a king of the Jews. And by the next week, they've crucified him. He knows what it's like to go from the high highs to the low lows. He knows what it's like to have stable moments. But even in his stable moment, he said, not my will, but yours be done. He found God in his stable moment. He gave his very best, which was his life so that you and I could change the directions of our lives because of his stable moment. And if the story of Christmas is anything, it's about God's baby born in a stable who changed the world forever. And so I want you to remember this Christmas season that as you go through the stables in our lives, let us be wise. Let us be wise to remember that wise men always look for God in the stable. It doesn't matter how dark your life may look right now. It doesn't matter how dark your situation may seem right now. God is in the middle of your stable. He is right there in the middle of your stable. He promises that he will never leave us and he will never forsake us. I think sometimes why we don't see God in the middle of our stables is because it's a stable and we're not expected to be there. And so we withhold our very best. We withhold a little bit because this is not where I intended to be. This is not where I wanted to end up. But if there's one thing I understand is that when the wise men found him, they gave their best. My prayer for you this Christmas season is that you would see Him. That you would see Him. Sometimes we want Him to be this big, amazing thing, but in the stable, He was just a little baby. That you would see Him in your stables, and instead of holding back, you would give your very best. 
your everything, your best worship, your best prayer, your best service, your best forget, you know, like you would give your very, very best as you see him in your stable so that that stable moment doesn't destroy you, but it develops you and it sends you into the next season. The wise men didn't go back the way they had come. They went a new way. And I just so believe that if you could just get on board this Christmas and understand that your stable is not the end. It's just, I don't know, a truck stop of the great destination that he has for you. But you'll be stuck in your stable until you give the very best. Because when you give the very best in the stable, God sees it. And the Bible promises that He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. You see, in Psalms it says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. In other words, I may be walking through what looks like death, seems like death, feels like death. But thy rod and thy staff, rod speaks of discipline, staff speaks of authority. He's basically saying this, that if you would understand that I am with you in the middle of it, and you'd stick to the disciplines of reading your word, praying, giving God your very best, that shadow will soon pass. And then it goes on to say, and then he prepares a table in front of my enemies. I want to tell you this morning, your stable of life is not the end. It's just the beginning of a great transformation. If we could see him in it, give him our very best, your stable moment would change the direction of your life. And I know that because his stable moment has changed the direction of my life. Why don't you stand to your feet this morning?